jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out It's the end of the world. It's the world is ending. As Everything's over, basically. Everybody surely has noticed in the last week or so. It's very fresh for us while we're recording this. The uh, political atmosphere, you might say, is... Whoa, 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 whoa. We're not that kind of podcast, I thought, Stacey. What are you, what are you doing politicizing horror and queerness? No, we just, um, you know, it's a strange place emotionally that uh, I feel like I'm in. I mean, did we just speak for two hours about the inevitable end of society, the world, the planet, climate, <laughs> all of it? Listeners, Maybe. we we did. We said, let's record our show at this time. And before I pressed record, we literally talked for two hours. About the end of the world. About the end of the world. Uh, about uh, the end of the world in in all flavors. You know your yeah. your your super viruses, your coronaviruses, your political bullshit, your capitalism, your climate change. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we talked about period films. <laughs> Which is the natural. <laughs> yeah. When you, when you start throwing out the deep internet conspiracy theory memes about how coronavirus was manufactured by the Umbrella Corporation <laughs> in Wuhan. <laughs> and then you talk start talking about women in corsets. Yeah, the natural segue is Greta Gerwig. Like, yeah. that's, where you, that's just where you go. <laughs> yeah. And then we were like, oh, yeah, maybe we should record the show. Probably. Probably. So, so here we are. So this just makes, t- you know, the world is shit. Everything sucks. We recognize this. And so why not continue to forge down the path of discussing the great value slashers? I mean, what else do we have? What other joys in life are there in this, in this, this world? We are Nero and these films are our fiddle as Rome burns. <laughs> yeah. This is all we this is all we have left. So just let us have great value slashers. Yeah, thank you. I'm cl- it's I mean, it's the door that I'm on. In Titanic is a giant Blu-ray. <laughs> I've never seen Titanic, but that's how you've it ends. Never seen Titanic? That's what I said. Whoa! I mean, you feel it's one of those movies you feel like you've seen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess culturally, you basically have seen it just through immersion, right? Right. When it came out, I was too cool to see it. You know what yeah. I mean? And then it just gets to a point where it's like everyone else has seen it 30 times. <laughs> what am I going to do? Sit- what am I going to do? Watch Titanic? You know? Like. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound unnatural when you say it like it that. It sounds unnatural. It's like watching Forrest Gump. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna uh. sit down and watch these movies. I will watch these movies twenty years from now. Uh, you know, like I feel like you need to wait 
that what, in the long. Mad Max, you're just going to be in Mad be Max, barter yes. town, and you're just going to be sitting there and being like, well, at least Sally Field is in this. I will trade someone a bottle of water for their Titanic 2 tape VHS set. <laughs> yes. Because I will still have my VCR. Functioning. And electricity. And electricity. Well, I create it with a bicycle somehow. Oh, right, 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 right. And I will sit down and watch Titanic. Probably I will get murdered by raiders before it's over. <laughs> That's okay. Because it is eight hours long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, there's plenty of movies like that that are, like, in the public discourse and, you know, are huge movies that I've never actually seen. And I don't care, but I also feel like I have already seen them. Yeah. Well, Look. honestly, and there's nothing you're missing. Like, Titanic, you know, we all know there's the part where the guy falls and his head hits the propeller and he, like, spins. And then the only other thing of any note in that movie, besides Celine Dion's epic song, is uh, Kathy Bates teaches you how to use um, silverware in a formal dining situation. And it's life-changing. I could use that advice. Yes, I know. We all could. I just use my hands. And boy, it's just a faux pas every time. Now, if the unsinkable Molly Brown had taught you. That's true. You wouldn't be going around embarrassing us at Mar-a-Lago every other weekend. (laughs) But who cares about the things I haven't seen? Why don't we talk about the things I have seen? You know what? It's Women in Horror Month. It is. It is on. It's on now. Sexism ends here. Sexism is over for the next 28 days. Yeah, 29. It's a leap year. Is it really? It's leap year this year. There's 29 days in February. This is get- must we drag on existence even further with a next? I know day? they they thought they said how could we make this year more uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. suspenseful? <laughs> yeah. What better way to kick off Women in Horror Month than with a, a little movie called Killer Workout? A prestige, film. a prestige picture. Yeah. Speaking of big studio pictures, I mean, this is the Titanic of 80s aerobics slashers. I think that's fair. Right? (laughs) (laughs) For sure. There's no doors and there's no um, Kathy Bates, but we've got we've got uh, a little a little oversized safety pin and Marsha fucking car. (laughs) Boy, oh boy, oh boy. This movie is perfect. (laughs) You know, this movie is terrible, but. But I have such affection for it. Um, It was a staple for me and my friends. Uh, I don't know, at some point in our lives. It was, we rented it consistently from your blockbuster video. Yeah. Rented it all the time. We loved this movie. I don't know why. Like, we loved making fun of this movie, basically. It's so fun. It's so fun. Um, and one day I found a copy of it on VHS at Suncoast Video. And I oh, bought I love it. love a Suncoast. And honestly, it was probably the greatest day of my life. <laughs> That's when you finally ascended. <laughs> I ascended into my final form, which was oh. a young woman who owns Killer Work out of VHS. <laughs> And I remain as such to this day. <laughs> she hasn't. She. I haven't. <laughs> time has not touched her. No, no. <laughs> She's just freshly preserved, still holding that VHS. Still tape. holding the VHS tape. Honestly, like I. But I watched the Blu-ray for this, 
worst Blu-ray I've ever seen in my life. Because it's a fucking fancy-ass Blu-ray re-release of a VHS tape, right? Yeah, they should have borrowed mine, and it would have been better quality. <laughs> like, it even has the tracking, like, blur happen. It's got the tracking blur. There are times when the soundtrack speeds up. There are times when it slows down. There's times when it goes out of focus. It's essentially watching a VHS tape, but you're watching a Blu-ray. What is that? What's that part where the woman who she goes home and the killer follows her home and she goes into her room, which is lit all red. And then everything like in your copy, did everything start strobing? Yes, it's strobe. Yeah, it was a strobe light for like a whole scene. Yeah. And I was like, what is up with her, her room? And Jason's like, it's just the transfer. (laughs) Yeah, they should have done it. I mean, it was like they just had uh, one of those Blu-ray DVD slash VHS things and they just put it in and pressed record. And just recorded yeah. the VHS tape and then put it out on Blu-ray. It feels like a boot. Yeah. It feels like a bootleg, but it's an official release. It feels. It, but the menu's nice. The menu's very there's, nice. There's music on the menu. It's very loud, but then you put in the <laughs> you put play, and the movie's very quiet, and the sound is awful, and there's no subtitles or anything. Yeah. I mean, at least. That form of presentation does feel somewhat fitting for this movie. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I know, yeah, we've talked in this, especially... It is what it is. In this event, we've talked, like, you know, Don't Go in the Woods Alone. Uh, you know, these movies, these terrible movies that get this beautiful Blu-ray treatment, and it's like watching a whole new movie, and the picture is so gorgeous. Not for killer workout. Um, but it feels right. Mm-hmm. It feels right. Because what would this movie really gain with a beautiful remastered picture? Well, actually, you know, the colors on those spandex suits would pop. <laughs> so the that, cleavage that would soundtrack would glisten. The cleavage would just it's full three D, yeah. and then the the soundtrack would be well the soundtrack. crystal clear, amazing because the soundtrack is what this movie really has going for it more than anything else. The soundtrack is the best part of the movie and should absolutely be out on vinyl. God, I was frantically like I know we had talked about it several times when we've discussed soundtracks on the show before because I mean this is the one that always comes to mind, right? Mm-hmm. But like searching at the like just as i was watching it i just was like changing my search terms and i was like there has to be like somebody has to have it somewhere there's nothing there's nothing there's nothing and it, it these tunes oh my god these tunes. okay do we discuss what is this movie about 1987 killer workout killer workout it is about here's killer workout these are my notes that i wrote down and it kind of tells you everything you need to know about this movie this is what I wrote down. Valerie. <laughs> Rhonda. <laughs> Le Jazz. Those, that's the extent of my notes on Killer Workout. Because I've seen this movie <laughs> so many times that I don't need notes. What happens? A young woman named Valerie. She's going to be the next big supermodel. She gets a phone call from, I uh, assume, her manager, her agent, mm-hmm. that they're going to fly her somewhere to Europe. I believe, to shoot the next cover of Cosmo. And she does her big tippy-doe dance. Yeah, <laughs> because who cares about Cosmo covers? Like, right. it's they're just catalog models with a plain colored background. You could shoot that at Sears fucking portrait studio and nobody would yeah. have a difference. <laughs> right? But she's going to go to Europe. So immediately she takes to the tanning studio because she's got to look good. And I thought to myself, people actually... Maybe not so much anymore, 
But people actually care about being tan. Yeah, it's weird. And that's such a foreign concept to me. I don't, is that still a thing now that we know that like cancer happens? I don't think it's so much of a thing anymore, but probably somewhere people, like I think people of a, of a certain age probably still think you have to be. And maybe I'm just saying this mm-hmm. because I'm so pale that I'm like translucent, basically. <laughs> but I just, I, uh, who, like, it's just such a weird thing. Yeah. To care about. I do remember that when you were here and I shone that flashlight behind you and you just were, you just were red. Like everything was <laughs> Like a clear, jellyfish. Clear red. Yeah. Like a yeah. jellyfish. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's very much a testament to that 80s. Like she goes to that tanning bed and it is like a, a, a mirror glamour coffin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then forms the blueprint for the Final Destination 3 tanning bed sequence. Absolutely. She gets in and the next thing you know, that tanning bed is too hot. And then it gets really too hot and there are <laughs> flames shooting out of it. It's on fire. Like this woman would be dead. She would not be alive still. She would not be alive. She was entombed in flames. But then we cut to some point in the future. Uh, We are at Rhonda's workout, which is a fitness parlor for men and women. The women aerobicize, sometimes a few men aerobicize. Mm -hmm, Sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) Otherwise, they lift weights uh, and someone starts killing all the beautiful people at the health spa. And that's kind and of that's the whole it. movie. That's, <laughs> that's, the, whole, that's, that's the, whole the whole movie. Here's, here's, here's killer workout. Uh, a pop song will start playing and you watch mostly women do aerobics for the, oh. in, for the entirety of the pop song. Oh. So like a good three minutes, you just watch people gyrate, you see close-ups of glistening cleavage, mm-hmm. butts in leotards, these sort of mm-hmm. things. Um, that will be followed by a scene where the soundtrack of the film, or the score, rather, goes... <laughs> and two men punch each other. <laughs> and then someone gets stabbed with something. Someone dies. Yeah, they usually get stabbed in the face somewhere with a giant safety pin. Yeah. And those three scenes repeat several times and then the movie's over. Well, and then someone will walk in and find the person dead and then they get stabbed. And then it it repeats and then you see the people zip up a body bag while everyone's working out next to it. And then it goes into another workout sequence. Yeah, and then there's another workout sequence. Just over and over and over. And now the men are behind the building punching each other. Now they're at a pool punching each other. Now they're inside the gym punching each other. And Rhonda's a bitch through the whole thing. Rhonda's a bitch. I love Rhonda. I love Rhonda so much. All of my notes are just, Rhonda is my god. I love Rhonda. Once again, I continue to love Rhonda. (laughs) (laughs) She is a partner in a business, okay? And she has to do her books. She is concerned about this. Why do these people keep getting killed in her gym? And it's like, well, Rhonda, you're killing them. (laughs) <laughs> that's probably the problem. 
Yeah, when she's all upset. <laughs> half of my customers are being killed and the other half are canceling their memberships. It's like, well, yeah, I can think of an answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's one way that things can be fixed pretty easily. Not the, not, the, not the best business plan to, like, <laughs> kill your customers. But it is amazing how invested she is as a small business owner. And yeah. She then, but then she, oh my god. Which I guess is part of the twist, because, spoiler alert, we spoiled the movie. Rhonda's the killer. Yeah. But it, she is so concerned about that business where she just keeps killing everyone. <laughs> She's got her calculator with the paper that comes out of it. She does. She has her office. She has an office. She has her Rhonda's workout sweatshirt, which I really oh, want one. I need. Someone wore a Rhonda's workout shirt to our live show, I remember. <sighs> and I had to tell them, excellent shirt. Thank you for wearing that to That's our amazing. most blessed occasion. Yeah. That's amazing. That's true fandom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Rhonda's a bitch because, spoiler again, Rhonda is Valerie. <gasps> Covered with horrible burns everywhere except for all the parts of her that you can see. Yeah, her face is fine. <laughs> her face is totally fine. Her face and her neck are fine. Her hands are fine. Well, her legs are usually covered, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, she's in the full body spandex aerobics yes. outfit. Yeah, yeah. I do love, like, they introduce a, a lieutenant detective, detective lieutenant, whatever, Detective Morgan. They introduce him, and he's trying to solve the the case and figure out why all these people are dying he's very suspicious of Rhonda. i love when he confronts her and he he puts together you know two and two that valerie johnson who <laughs> what does he say she was to become the world's newest young star the modeling world's newest young star and suddenly she couldn't get a job starring in a freak show after she was burnt to a crisp <laughs> he puts it together that she is valerie and then she just pulls, like, just opens her top and just shows off her burnt tits. Yeah. She's like, what about these? <laughs> and he says, that's not necessary. <laughs> it's not. But 70%. Rhonda is 70% of her body. Apparently her face takes up 30% of her body. 70% is burned. <laughs> it does. It's very expressive. It's very expressive. She's got a huge mouth. It's she wears a, wears a wig all the time because her head and her breasts all kind of look like pink cantaloupes. Like the outside <laughs> of a cantaloupe. Oh, it does. Yeah. After it's been like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she has to wear a wig and it just pleases me so much that they couldn't find a wig that remotely looks like Marsha Carr's hair. So she'll like, we'll see her from the back and she'll have the cantaloupe burned head and then she'll put this wig on and you're like, what is that? And then she turns around and it's just Marsha Carr and you're like, oh, okay. There's all those scenes where it's just her with her hair, her normal hair. Yeah. And then that scene where she, she has the, oh, now we know that she really is Valerie, where she takes the shower and we see her, her, the cantaloupe body. Puts the wig on and it's like straw. Like it's like gray and white and black and there's just like salt and pepper, but it looks like straw. And it's not even the same hairstyle. Not the same hairstyle, not the same color. Completely different hair. It's like you're watching the new Tyler Perry movie on Netflix with that horrible lace front. It's just what is happening? Yeah, it was the only wig they could find. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we go to Rhonda's apartment, and I believe that's where she has the poster that has a woman in repose mm-hmm. on it. And at the bottom, it says, Le Jazz. 
<laughs> That's why I wrote that down because I was obs- I was obsessed with the Le Jazz poster. <laughs> it's so eighties. That's such an eighties thing of like, here's a woman like laying next to a piano with a rose on it. Le Jazz. Le Jazz. Yeah, put that next to your nagels. <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing this movie is missing in terms of the eightiesness is the nagels. Mm-hmm. There's no nagels. Yeah, they couldn't afford those. But I mean, Marsha is a walking. She's a walking Nagel come to life, yeah. for sure. So there's that. Yeah. Uh, and at the end, the, the police detective takes her out to the woods because he's going to just kill her because he can't stand to see a killer get away with it. Because he has a complicated backstory about how his dad was a cop and shot a guy, but he got shot, but then somebody's getting killed, but then the guy got off, but then the murder started again. <laughs> Yeah, so he's and now just he's going to redeem himself in the eyes of Daddy. Yeah, he's going to kill Rhonda, and he's going to—he brought the shovel with her, with him, and everything. But lo, Rhonda hits him over the head with the shovel, and I guess kills him, God, and then uh, goes back to her gym. I was so nervous. I was so worried. <laughs> I forgot. I remembered everything. I re- well, I didn't remember much because there's not much to remember about this movie <laughs> except how yeah. great Rhonda is and how the how amazing the music is and those aerobic sequences. But I've totally and I I remembered the twist with Valerie and all that, but I totally forgot what happened to her at that moment, like how it oh. ends is. And I was let me tell you, when Detective Morgan takes her out there and he has that shovel, and I was like, I can't let this ugly, gross man take down my new queen of my heart, Rhonda. Especially in that outfit she's wearing. Oh my end. god, her her gold like pumpkin <laughs> pants, blazer, jumpsuit. And she what? explains it all really quickly because the audience surely is like, what's going on? And so Rhonda in a voiceover is like, you come into where I'm having lunch with my friends and you tell me that you have to take me somewhere on police business. And now we're in the car and we're going somewhere on police business. And then we're going to do what, Lieutenant? Like, it's, she explains it all. And then I'm she really steps out of the for... car in that gold and black MC Hammer looking fucking outfit. Full on MC Hammer pumpkin pants. Amazing. Uh, amazing. In her like booty heels walking into this orchard. <laughs> <laughs> I was so concerned for her. I thought I didn't want to. I couldn't see anything happen to oh. Rhonda. So when he go, he's like talking to his nuts, I'm going to. My daddy will understand or whatever. And then she picks up that shovel and she hits him over the head with it. And I was like, yes. Yes, my queen. And then she goes back to her business. Yeah, she goes back to her business. And you know what? Everyone fucking claps for Rhonda because she is a hero. (laughs) Because she is a small business owner. Because she looks great in an awful wig. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But then she reveals to us, as if we didn't know, uh, that the giant oversized novelty safety pin that has been used to kill all these beautiful people is Rhonda's keychain. <laughs> and we know this because she sh- breaks the fourth wall. Such are her powers that she addresses the <laughs> audience directly by gazing into the camera and laughing in a sinister fashion with her safety pin open and ready to stab. (laughs) And I say to myself, Rhonda, I love you. 
I love Rhonda. Still not a great business plan. No. And she, I mean, she like went all out because, you know, all the beautiful people in the gym had to die because they had, (laughs) what did the detective say? It's like, um, all of them were good looking, beautiful people in great shape, perfect bodies, one might say. (laughs) So he's, he's deciphered her motive, like, you know, because they, they aren't covered in cantaloupe and have bad wigs, so they must die. So she decides to kill them all. Uh, they never explain what triggers. Like, she, uh, did she just open the gym and now she finally has the means to execute her plan of killing everybody? Right, because several people say that they've been going to Rhonda's workout for over a year. Yeah, it seems like it's been around for a while. The accident happened five years ago. So, so... why does she suddenly start killing everyone that goes to her gym? <laughs> Well, yeah, all of a sudden, something must have triggered her. In a in a regular slasher movie, in a, you know, like a uh, maybe not a great value, or even actually 90% of the great value would still do this. We do see the triggering event. There would have been, somebody would have said something. Yes. That triggered her mentally. Yes, the killer within that has been subsumed through from years of uh, uh, repressed trauma is reactivated. Exactly. Instead... She just starts killing people. She just, maybe she's bored one day or she's tired of Jimmy's advances and she just, everyone must die. Yeah. And so, so her plan, you know, comes full circle because, uh, Jimmy, who is this, this shithead that's into her and always hitting on her. He basically, he's in love with her. So he, he goes and he kills Chuck, who is the new, the new trainer that was hired by the silent partner who he actually is a detective, a private eye. Jimmy kills him and then takes the fall for the murders, but then he goes to tell Rhonda, and then she's, like, all naked and covered in cantaloupe and her awful wig, and he's confessing his love for her, and then she just shoots him, and I was like, God, I fucking love you, Rhonda. (laughs) So the narrative, as this detective explains in in the whole whole exposition ending, the exposition finale, grand finale, you know, the whole reasoning there is that, oh, she killed him in self, she killed Jimmy in self-defense, and he was the one doing the murders, and she's a local small business owner hero. That's right. So she comes back, everyone's saying, there she is, there's Rhonda. They're all <laughs> for her. I put it on my Insta stories today because I felt like, I literally felt like, especially after coming off of that, that like... That, oh my god, is she going to get killed with the shovel after that? When she walks in and everyone is cheering and clapping for her, I felt, no shit, I felt just like in Romeo and Michelle when they let Julia Roberts shop in in Pretty Woman and Michelle starts crying and she goes, I'm just so happy when they let her shop. (laughs) That was me, just rejoicing for Rhonda. And then we see that she has, now, because business is so good, she has her own hot assistant yes who is her her executive assistant who is making it happen and she has plans for the business and the assistant says they're gonna have the the gym is gonna be full of a whole bunch of new beautiful bodies and And then then Rhonda busts out the safety pin Rhonda busts out that safety pin and the cycle is gonna continue you know it's a very psycho-esque ending isn't it we had Norman Bates is looking at the camera with a sinister look on his face and he says I wouldn't harm a fly and and you say to yourself as an audience member Norman I don't know that I believe you (laughs) 
Uh, that's what we say to Rhonda when she has her pin. <laughs> she, glee- she gleefully is taunting us with it. When she's cackling with her open safety pin. Yeah. And it's like, Rhonda, you're in a good place right now. You got away with all of it. Business is booming. You're a hero. Don't murder. Don't keep killing him. Or like, just like, just go kill grifters in the street. Drifter, you know. Or go to another gym and kill people. It would drive business to your yeah. place. Yeah, maybe you could. Oh, that could be the sequel. Is Rhonda goes into the pageant world, and it's Ooh. like it's almost like Miss Congeniality, Miss Congeniality, but meets Killer Workout, and she's just killing all the pageant queens. That's like, fine. there could be so many other places. You just sure. don't do it at your own gym, Rhonda. I believe in you and your t-shirts and your merch and your small business regimen. Yeah, maybe Planet Fitness opens up and it can become a David and Goliath small business owner versus the corporate conglomerate. Go yes. kill all the beautiful people at Planet Fitness. They have cheaper rates. Yes. But also people get killed there. Mm-hmm. Come on, Rhonda, thinking she's, what is she, a Satanist with these terrible plans? It really, it, it's very Satanist small business owner plan. That's <laughs> <laughs> what it is. <laughs> but you know what? Gaps in logic withstanding. I just can't get over how much I love Rhonda. I love Rhonda. I love, and you know, I agree with most of the points she makes. Sure. When Jimmy's hitting on her and he's like, hey, what about tonight? Well, what about tomorrow night? And she says, look, Jimmy, not tonight, not tomorrow night, (laughs) not any night. How many times do I have to say that? What? She's a feminist icon right there. Yeah. When When she confronts. She she confronts her worker for being late. Mm Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have to spend my time teaching your class. She should be doing the books. 100% true. Why business doesn't run itself. Why is she spending her time teaching Jamie's class? And why does Jamie just come in when she does teach the class? She makes it look like a sex class with all of that (laughs) gyrating and writhing. (laughs) This is an exercise place, not a place to show off your tight little ass. Listen, it might be a death spa, but we still need to get some work done. That's right. (laughs) Because like the song tells us, workout at the workout. (laughs) Bend. Up. Down. (laughs) Those lyrics, I was losing my mind. <laughs> it's so good. Bend. <laughs> uh, I, I really like up. <laughs> Down. Down. <laughs> workout at the workout. <laughs> it's so good. I mean, I love this movie. Where did she get the giant safety pin? Like, is that from an adult baby? Was that baby New Year safety pin? Like it could costume. be maybe she had to be diaped up oh. while she was healing. Yeah, that seems painful. That seems real painful. That seems painful. Yeah. Maybe she's in Vaseline and then the diapers over the Vaseline. <laughs> and then she has the safety the giant safety pen that keeps up the diaper because she's right. wearing She's using cloth because She's using cloth. She is frugal. Yeah. Well, she's earth, earth, con- earth conscious. Earth conscious. She was fighting climate change before any of us know. She wasn't using plastic diapers. <laughs> so she, and then she looked at that and she, you know, she felt the pain on her hip of the Vaseline and the, the abrasive cloth. And then she saw that safety pin, that giant safety pin. And she thought, hmm, now there's an idea. <laughs> yeah. And then later she thought, huh, I could kill people with this. And I might also- as well start now. 
I can also keep my keys on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no time like the present. Right. Does she take the keys off while she kills people? She does. Yeah. Yes. Where do the keys go? <laughs> yeah. Because later when we don't know that it's her yet, but we have an inkling that something's not right with this killer because someone, she goes and she murders in the red strobe light room. And then she comes back to the gym to wash her hands of the blood. So she's smearing DNA evidence everywhere. Oh, yeah. yeah. She goes, she washes her hand. We just see the close-up on the sink as she washes the blood off her hands, very Velma Kelly style. Then she sets down the, the safety pin next to it and then sets down her wig next to that. <laughs> <laughs> and at that point, we don't know who the killer is. So we just see a wig come off and be laid next to just the murder like, weapon. A wig and a safety pin? That could be anybody. <laughs> Well, clearly that's Chuck, the private eye instructor. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You just wonder the thought process behind this. Like, did they think that the safety pin would become an eye, like a Jason Voorhees machete? Yeah, the iconic safety pin. Freddy Krueger has his glove. And Rhonda Johnson has her oversized novelty safety pin. (laughs) Yeah, her Spencer's Gifts safety (laughs) pin. Her gag safety pin. (laughs) That she bought from the the over-the-hill 40 birthday section. <laughs> and is it that deadly of a weapon? Because she, like, we see it, we see it impale people's necks. We see it go into their foreheads. But, like, wouldn't it just lance you? It wouldn't do that much harm. People s- survive, like, actual stabbings. Yeah, like, apparently, stabbing isn't, like, super-duper fatal right away, depending on where it strikes. She's just piercing people, is what she's doing. Yeah, like, yeah. She's, <laughs> she's just practicing for her other side gig. Yeah, for her cross-stitch. Yeah. <laughs> she's just practicing. I have so many questions. Like, I mean, not not just her, her business practices and her safety pins, but, like, who is who is the silent partner? Did they ever say that, or did I miss that? No, they don't say. Because I was, con- like, there's this partner that hires the private eye, who is also the new instructor, Chuck. Maybe the filmmakers think we're going to think that it's a red herring, you know, like, that, like, oh, maybe her partner's trying to push her out, and so they're killing everyone, and they send this guy, and he's actually killing everybody. I mean, maybe that's what they were going for, but, and and maybe it's hard for me to see this movie any other way, because I've seen it so many times that I could probably project it out of my eyeballs, like, (laughs) better than this Blu-ray. I could could actually just, like, with my brain, project it out of my eyeballs. It's a great party. um, It's a good gag. (laughs) Party gag. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so maybe it's hard for me to see what this movie actually is and what they were going for, because it's just become a whole... You just, you tilt your head back, and your mouth opens, you just go, wah, and then the beam just shoots out, and you just start projecting killer work out. Oh no, Stacey's beatboxing the whole soundtrack. We, with the science around the eyes, her eyes as projectors, we haven't figured out, but the sound is really the... But she's incredible, right? Really pushes it over the edge. She's like that guy from Police Academy. (laughs) She sounds just like the record. (laughs) You totally am. Yeah. Le Jazz. Le Jazz. Man, formative movie. 
formative movie. Also known as <laughs> Aerobicide. Yeah. Also known. No, Death Spa is a separate film? Or is Death that... Spa is a separate film. I've never actually seen Death Spa. Although, it must be said in this film. I, I need to add Death Spa to the list. I can't remember if I've seen it or not. Um, so much weed juice. So little time. But it must be said when those ne'er-do-wells go to vandalize my queen's small business. How dare and, they? And well-being, right? And how fucking dare they? These youths. They go up and they write aerobicide on the glass and then they also write death spa yeah and this movie came out before death spa so see formative film very influential very influential like our our it really is like psycho yes see like our wonderful i mean i know we're our own cliche i love uh kevin on twitter made the gay lords bingo cards (laughs) that i just saw before (laughs) we started recording crack me up but ahead of its time is one of the things we often say but listen i'm saying it again yeah. Ahead of its time. You wouldn't have you wouldn't have the that awful, 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 awful piece of shit, terrible, most recent season of American Horror Story without Killer Workout. Oh, I'll take your word for it. I haven't seen it, that. It, the whole like first scene is um Billy Lord they work at a gym and it's all the aerobics. It's exactly the same. Hmm. It's all the aerobics and the gyrating hips and the crazy music and it's it's exactly that. Wow. Yeah. No, I've never seen Death Spa because I only, the Blu-ray was like $35 and I said, what? Was it a VHS Blu-ray also? Are you nuts? Yeah. Yeah, these, we gotta talk about these Blu-ray prices. Yeah. I'm yeah. grateful that for these releases happening. We we just, you know, in the last few episodes we've been singing those praises. But, but let's relax. But the $35? Yeah. When you know... You're gonna find that at a convention two years from now for for four bucks, right? Come on, people. Come on now. It's all gonna be in the cloud. We won't even have Blu-ray in a, in five years. It'll just be Stacy comes to your house and goes. <laughs> what do you feel like watching tonight, kids? Yeah. <laughs> Suspiria. Okay. <laughs> complete entertainment package listen we've heard it on our on our most recent suspiria episode our birthday (laughs) episode you heard stacy do the song we know she's capable of it (laughs) oh Oh, well yeah this movie uh as a slasher movie whatever horrible (laughs) absolutely horrible absolutely horrible but who cares but such a joy but such a joy. Quintessential late 80s slasher. Oh, boy. Um, and really, I mean, a lot of parallels to Don't Go Into the Woods uh, in terms of there's no plot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Instead of people going into a woods and being murdered, it's people going into a gym and being murdered. That's true. Um, and there's like maybe two characters you remember. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you cherish at least one of them. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Don't go to the woods, have Peter, my favorite final girl. Killer workout has Rhonda, <laughs> yeah. my other favorite final girl, slash small business owner, slash mass murderer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a gem. Perfect for great sla- great value slashers. Perfect mm-hmm. for women in horror month. I mean. Perfect for women in horror. There's not, I mean, there's not a whole lot of the lady killers. 
Mm-mm. I mean, we've got another joyful, gleeful killer on the level as Rhonda, who also is really... This is what I love about women killers. They get a lot of shit done. They do. Angela and Sleepaway Camp, she, especially as Pamela Springsteen, she gets a lot of stuff done. She knows oh, all sure. the songs. I mean, Rhonda Johnson is running a business, mm-hmm. teaching classes, and she has time to murder. Mm-hmm. I make a bowl of oatmeal, and I'm like, well, that's it for today. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> Ooh, my big task accomplished. <laughs> yeah, wow. Check yeah. that off. Ooh, yeah. time for a nap. She, you know, has she goes for a swim at her apartment complex. How many times a day does she have to take the wig off, put the wig on, take oh, the wig off? Exhausting. Right. I like it when she puts the wig in a ponytail so she could teach the class. <laughs> I just love that it never flies off. <laughs> it never goes anywhere. You would think with all these frenetic, high-energy aerobics that it would just fly off at one point. I'm guessing mm-hmm. she uses um, uh, that that denture tape, that <laughs> whatever that stuff. Like was polydent for yeah, yeah, the polydent for polywig. Because she doesn't have anything to like bobby pin it to. Right, that's it, true. Unless she velcros it to her head, she got she's got to use that polydent. She keeps it held on tight with the power of hatred. <laughs> it's hermetically sealed to her head. It forms a Tupperware-esque vacuum seal when she puts it on. Because she hates beauty. Man, these women killers in horror literally doing so much work. Because, yeah, we got we got, we got got Rhonda running this business and killing everybody. And, and you know, keeping up. Keeping up everything. We got Mary Lou Maloney. She, like, not only survived death and came back from the grave (laughs) to possess teenagers and create an upside-down universe underneath her school. Like, (laughs) she is also, she's she's busy murdering everybody and looking amazing. Mm Mm-hmm. And and then then, Tiffany Ray in Child's Play, Chucky. She's yeah. restoring all those dolls, and she has she has her beautiful trailer that she keeps up, and she's an excellent craftsperson and housekeeper too. Sure, and, and sex pot, and she seduces cops and murders them, mm-hmm. while also resurrecting Chucky and finding the heart of Dumbala and raising a child, <laughs> and later on in the series, mailing Chucky dolls everywhere and helping him escape from a mental institution. These women, they have to get a lot done. They have to do double the labor. For half the pay. What, Freddie? Well, Freddie talks a lot, but Jason and Michael, they're just quiet. Right. All they do is walk around and stab people. Michael Myers doesn't own a business. He doesn't own a business? He doesn't even take the time to think about Laurie Strode over the course of 40 fucking years. No. That motherfucker doesn't even take the time to get a new mask. No. He goes and finds an old one in a trunk or in a floorboard, depending on which remake you're watching. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he sits around all day, kills a couple people, and everybody's like, oh, Michael Myers, you're amazing. Mm -hmm. Whatever. He doesn't have a calculator with paper coming out of it. No, he doesn't have a souvenir safety pin. He doesn't have books he has to do. He doesn't have an assistant who is formulating a business plan to help manufacture the next murder spree. Rhonda has to do payroll. Yeah. She has to write, like, permits and grants and stuff. She has to advertise. Mm Mm-hmm. 
order the she, sweatshirts. She makes the sweatshirts or orders them. Mm-hmm. She is getting she is getting uh, infusions of capital and loans to fund these endeavors to help re- grow her business when she isn't also murdering all of her clientele. <laughs> <laughs> these yeah. women are hard fucking workers mm-hmm. and they have to still keep up that that pristine feminine image so that they can get things done they are they are they are doing drag and they are socially mm, mm, they're it. yeah Rhonda can't just she also has to subscribe to these misogynist beauty standards she can't just let all of her cantaloupe body out in the open mm-hmm. right because mm-hmm. everyone oh what a freak show Right? So mm-hmm. she has to cover herself up. No wonder she's so angry. Yeah, they all deserve to. Yeah, kill them, Rhonda. Kill them, Rhonda. <laughs> kill them, Rhonda. Maybe condition the wig. Condition. Could just you, try. Uh, a new wig. Just get a new wig. Yeah, don't even condition it. Just get a new wig. <laughs> yeah, just get a new wig. Well, I mean, she, you know, wasn't really concerned about that. No, she had other. No, yeah. How she dare had other we priorities. tell her what to do? She had other things to do. She was That's busy. Right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Women in horror. This is what Women in Horror Month is all about. Yeah. Hard right. fucking work. Yeah. Hard work. None of this, I'm going to go in your dreams and make you see the Nintendo bullshit. No. Look at look at Pamela Voorhees, who had to, Jesus Christ, someone's trying to open Camp Crystal Lake again. Again? She'd have to haul herself out there, mm-hmm. kill people again. Get her hair done. <sighs> Women have been through so much. Women have been through so much, especially the ones that murder. <laughs> especially the murderesses. God, I love them. I love Rhonda. I just. <laughs> really Marsha Carr. I'm telling you, she's a hero. I love Rhonda. <laughs> I love Rhonda. <laughs> everything. She's hands down the best thing about this movie. Like, oh, she yeah. is the movie. Her and the soundtrack. I could just watch God. her scowl while all that music played. If that oh. was the whole movie, I'd be fine with it. Working out at the workout. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I'm telling you people, even if you don't like the movie, just have it play. Just leave it on so you can listen to that soundtrack. Man, I am shocked. I'm honestly like Mondo just released like the Freaked soundtrack. Soundtrack. So I'm like, why? Why don't they have the killer workout? Like Mondo could it's- or Terravision would so it would it's so up their alley. Oh yeah, Death Waltz. I mean, Death Waltz. I think it's because all of those tracks, it would probably be a rights nightmare because there are so many different performers on it. Yes, most of the songs are performed by Donna Delory, and if you are a homosexual and you do not know that Donna Delory is the Donna of Donna and Nikki, and if you don't know who Donna and Nikki are, Madonna's backup singers. Mhm. Uh, especially for Blonde Ambition is where we mm-hmm. remember them the most. For the, I mean, the true formative era. For the true formative era. Um, but they were with her for years and years and years. Donna Delore put out an album on her own back in the 80s. And she does a lot of the tracks on Killer Workout. And they are genuine 80s pop bops. Gems. Gems. So there you go. I need I a- think. I think that's what it is, because there's a lot of tracks on here and a I mean, lot of different artists. Maybe that was the issue with, like, the VHS tape print, too. Like, maybe there's just, like, I don't know, maybe there's just no way to source the actual original materials or something. Yeah, and I'm sure this was shot on video. It's written and directed by David A. Pryor. Like, he was a big pioneer in the shot on video just horror movie, action movie era. Right there with um, his giant camcorder. Yeah. 
So um, the source material might fucking be a VHS tape. Like, who knows? Could you? Im- oh, my God. He, like, edited it on a VCR <laughs> with two <Yeah>. tapes. <laughs> yeah. Great Value Slashers is uh, off to a wonderful middle. <laughs> it's off to continue. Yeah, off to a wonderful continue. What a great. What a great value slasher, for real. It really is. Such a fan. Wow. Um, okay, on that note, do we have a listener question today, Stacey? We sure do. This one was really fun, actually. I, I was I was this. nervous about, I was nervous going in, but then once I got into it, I felt right at home. Yeah, and the uh, names just keep unfolding. Oh, sure. Oh, this one God. comes to us from Spooky Katie. Yeah, Katie! Who's our Katie of Wonderland Tattoo in Portland, Oregon. She she touched the skin. She has touched our skin? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, Katie's question is, uh, recast... Well, it's not a question at all. It's a, it's, it's a command. It's a command is what it is. Recast an 80s teen slasher with actors from a 90s slash early 2000s teen slasher. Oh. This oh, was tough. I love but I, this. But I did it. I love this. Yeah. This was really fun. This was really fun. I I have ideas about where you're going to go, but please. <laughs> you already know where I'm going. But please, go there. Do you want me to take it away? I love that you just know where I'm going with this. <laughs> um, so I I actually, uh, I re- <sighs> my brain broke. I'm getting too excited. I recast Killer Workout itself. Um, Perfect. I, I could have chosen a different movie, but, you know, I was watching Killer Workout and already thinking about the question. So it's just happening as I was watching it. Um, Okay. Stacy, you already know the answer. Rhonda would be played by none other than the esteemed Miss Rebecca Gayhart. <laughs> I have seen what she it can works. do. It's perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. I have seen what she could do in Urban Legend. Uh, I have seen the level of path- pathos that mm-hmm. she needs to convey, and the the simil- at the same time that big crazy eye, big mouth smile. Yeah. I see a Rhonda Johnson in Absolutely. Miss Rebecca Gayhart. However, did I also ask myself, well, but is am I just am I just doing this to spite Stacy? Or <laughs> <laughs> you have to ask yourself that every day. I have to ask that every day. I make any decision. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well other people I, I'm still I was still, and I have a lot of alternates in my cast list just because there's so many great actors in the in the 2000s slasher era that I didn't realize how much I enjoyed until I started thinking about this. Um, so I'm like, but alternate, alter, I mean, Rebecca Gayhart is the the natural answer. But, sure. But say that she was busy being cast in the next season of Real Housewives or something. What about maybe a Tyra Banks as Rhonda Johnston? Hmm. Oh, or perhaps interesting. Or perhaps Dina Meyer, oh, who I, I like that. I love, love, love a Dina Meyer, and I think she is one of the most underrated actresses from that era. So Dina Meyer, I mean, I think Dina would make a fantastic uh, second alternate. I like that. Yeah, I think. I mean, I I almost am like, well, I really think maybe she could be the Rhonda, but I mean, Rebecca Gayhart. Yeah. Is it? Well, it'll come down to the line reading in 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 callbacks, but 
Uh, yeah. So then we have Jamie, the head instructor, you know, the one who who Rhonda shouldn't have spent her time teaching her class. Mm. And I feel like I feel like the correct answer is Tara Reed. Ooh. However, I would also really love to see Denise Richards or Sarah Michelle Gellar try that role. Um, it's sort of a it's sort of a unsung character. She doesn't get to do much. Mm-hmm. But I think a Denise could really bring some fun to it. And I think a Sarah Michelle Gellar could really also be fun in playing a very against type role for her. Because mm-hmm. Sarah Michelle is a lot more like kind of take charge in her characters. Um, so I thought I thought I, either of those three women, I think Tara Reid would be the closest to the original film, though. Yes. Um, for Jimmy, the role of the creep, who is like always hitting on Rhonda, I went with David Boreanaz. Who yeah. technically is part of this era because he was in Valentine, which is a fantastic mm-hmm. movie. Have we done Valentine yet? No, I've talked about Valentine and how much I love it. It's so good, isn't it? I love it. I, I didn't feel- see it for the first time until like a year ago and I loved it. Yeah, I think it's underrated. I think it, if it had the gore that it should have, I think it would have a lot better reputation. Also, like, yeah, especially if it had the gore, it would feel just like a 1983 slasher. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very, for, of all those late 2000s slashers, it is the most 80s, I think. Absolutely. Of all of them. And I, I love that about it. Also, <laughs> I love Denise Richards and Marley Shelton. I love Marley Shelton. A great cast in that movie. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, for Chuck, the the guy that was hired by the silent partner, and he's also the private eye, um, I'm going to go with Casper Van Dien. Oh! Uh, I, I adore a Casper Van Dien, and also, if Dina Meyer wasn't it, then we'd have a, a Starship Troopers reunion, it's a whole thing. Uh, for <laughs> Lieutenant Morgan, the detective, who's a piece of shit, I was like, I am tired of these dudes. We don't need another dude playing a dude. I'm sorry, Ted Pryor. I want Loretta Devine. And then we can continue to see ripples and waves being made and between <laughs> Rebecca Gayhart and Loretta Devine. Have a little urban legend moment. Oh my god, I just imagined Rebecca Gayhart in those gold pumpkin pants. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like my main cast um, for like all the victims. Because let's be real, one thing, actually we didn't even talk about the killer workout, besides the fact that everyone dies, is like... The entire, all the characters you meet in the first 20 minutes all die in that first 20 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) And then everyone else is just extraneous background roles. So there's a lot of bodies for this film. So I would want to see, I would want to see Brandy in it Mm -hmm. Um, from I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. I would want to see Jodie Lynn O'Keefe, who I thought thought she never really got to do much. And she kind of stood out for me in Halloween H2O. Um, Officer Peterson, I was like, okay, Ryan Phillippe, you could, you could be him. Uh, I would love to see Marley Shelton going back to some Valentine action. I'd love to see Marley Shelton in this movie. Um, I would also love to see Natasha Gregson Wagner, who is also very underrecognized and who is fantastic in Urban Legend, as well as Stranger Than Fiction, also starring Dina Meyer, which is not a slasher, but was from that era. Um, Jerry O'Connell, he could be one of the buff guys that gets killed. Uh, And then... I guess that's basically my cast. Yeah. Mm. I would love to fit Michelle Williams in here somewhere, but I feel like she's just way too fancy for any of Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Once you've seen her play Gwen Verdon, it's like, you can't put her in a slasher movie remake of Killer Workout. <laughs> so it's that's my true. cast. That's a good cast. 
We have a little Thank overlap. You. Okay. Um, which is fine. Is I it? mean, there's only so many to choose from. You know? Yeah. I didn't say like Nev Campbell or Rose McGowan or Drew Barrymore. There's so many. Yeah. The whole cast yeah. of Scream. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and I cheated a little bit in that uh, I went back to the 70s for my movie. Oh, yeah, you 80s. did cheat. <laughs> yeah, some of us answered the command, mm, but okay. It's okay. Uh, my movie is the 1974 film Black Christmas. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit, fuck. Yeah. Oh, That's my God. My, yeah. So, uh, I'm so for ready this, for this. Um, well, Claire, the first a young lady who gets killed and spends the rest of the film in the rocking chair with a mm-hmm. bag over her face. I thought Sarah Michelle Gellar. Mm-hmm. It's a big part for a good actress. She's got fun fact. One time I stood next to her at CVS. <gasps> to Sarah Michelle Gellar? Yeah, we were both in the eye care section looking at contact lens stuff. Are, and are I thought, you serious? I was like, oh, that's Sarah Michelle Gellar. You didn't, like, make any nun jokes at her or anything? Surprisingly, no, I didn't. Wow. And then I left. Is she as, like, lovely looking in person? Oh, sure, yeah. Oh, wow. Of course. I love her. I love her. Um, Jess, our main character, our final girl, I was torn. I was torn on this. I thought it could be Nev Campbell. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or my, maybe the one I prefer, is A.J. Cook (gasps) from Final Destination 2. Oh my god, yes! Who I really liked in that. I think she's fantastic, and she wasn't really in a lot of stuff. Yeah, another unsung uh, horror queen. Yeah. Yeah. I thought she could play that that role. Yeah. Uh, Her creepy boyfriend, Peter... The one who smashes the piano. He's so Ra- useless. Ryan Phillippe. Of course. Absolutely. He gives me the creeps. Yeah, he's a creep. He's a creep. Uh, let's see. Phil. Jess's pal Phil, who survives to the end. I said, how about Rachel True? <gasps> From the craft. Oh, yes. Why not? Love Rachel True. Am I Ardelia-ing her by saying she's the best friend? But Phil is essential to this movie. Yes, she is. So there you go. Let's have her. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Chris, who was um, Claire's boyfriend, played by Art Hindle, the one who shows up and helps all the time. He's in the majority of the movie. I said to myself, Stacy, expand your mind. (laughs) Much like you, Anthony. I say, why do we need all these men in here? Yeah. Oh, it's Loretta Devine. It's Clea Duval. Oh, fuck yes. Right? Yes. Why, why can't yes. Chris be a lady? Yes. We don't need more men. We don't need more men. We don't need any men. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the role of Barb, which is quite a thing. Right? Um, I said Brittany Murphy. Oh. <gasps> Oh, could you imagine? Could you imagine? Right? Oh, gone too soon. Gone way too soon. I still, like, think about that sometimes. And I'm like, she had such a terrible end. Um, She could be doing fucking great things right now. 
I think, honestly, I think anyone following films from that era, I guess late 90s, you know, 90s, 2000 film, anyone, anyone who followed her or was a fan of her, I think we all still really feel that. Yeah. And I, really, th- like, I think the loss is real. Yeah. Film, I think, really suffered a loss. Yeah. Brittany Murphy is uh, absolutely fucking incredible. Yeah. Yeah, and I w- like would have loved to see the kind of actress she would have grown into because she God, was still could you young. Imagine, and she'd be like, you know, she'd be like producing her own like, like, like Oscar caliber pieces right now too. Mm-hmm. God, yeah. yeah, she would be a great Barb too. Oh, I would just that'd be so delicious. Yeah, she would be fucking fantastic. Would have enough of the you know the sadness behind the character. She could mm-hmm. always play that. Like, she, I mean. She was very evident in, like, Girl Interrupted. Like, she was really good at showing you the layers without being really flashy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was always right behind her eyes. Yeah. Um, Mrs. Mack? Oh. I know she's played a house mother already, but Carrie Fisher. Yes, 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 yes. Can you imagine? There's no other Mrs. Mack. There's no other Mrs. Mack. And she wouldn't just be drinking. She could be doing all the drugs because she's she Carrie could, Fisher. She could have pills. She could have pills hidden all over the house. <laughs> Why does it have to be booze? She could have pill bottles hanging on her Christmas wreath. You never uh, know. Also gone too soon. Yes. Lieutenant Fuller, who's the John Saxon role. Again, I said to myself, expand your mind. Jamie Lee Curtis. <gasps> in her Halloween H2O blue steel short hair era. Yes, that Activia hair. That Activia hair as Lieutenant Fuller. Who's going to solve the crime? Oh. Right? A lot, there's so many other girls in the house, but you don't know their names. And so I was just like, well, what about the cor- the the Christmas carolers who come around? <laughs> so i i cast the christmas carolers and this is where it gets crazy oh yay i would like for aj cook to open that door and who is standing out there but rebecca gay hart oh thank you brandy yes feruza bulk yes anna ferris denise richards and Allie larder One, could you imagine ever opening your door and just being confronted with that? Oh, that would, Jess would keel over right there. Movie over. She died. Yeah. Too bad. Yes, that's the end. That's the end. <laughs> yep. It's too powerful. I can't I... even imagine. <laughs> yeah. So that's my Black Christmas. It is modeled after the 1974. It follows that plot, not the remake, not the re-remake, but the original film. Oh. There you go. And honestly, that's the only remake I want. Great value slashers. What a month, baby. What, what a, a month. Quote unquote month. It's not stopping. Uh, we got more next week. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's keeping going. It's keeping going. This train keeps, horror ch- month. keeps chugging. Uh, hooray. <laughs> Every month is Women in Horror Month for the Gay Lords of Darkness. Yep, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert if you don't like women. First of all, what is wrong with you? Yeah, what are you? Some some cuck? Were you dropped on your head? That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> 
We'll be back next week with another slasher. If you've got a question, feel free to send it in to any of Ooh, our yeah. social medias or the electronic mail, gaylords at gaylordsofdarkness.com. If you yeah. have a slasher-related question, that would be great for this yeah, event. Yeah, we, st- we still have a month of this, man. Yeah. So um, keep them coming. Keep them coming? Uh, thanks for whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, Stacey, are you sure the coronavirus hasn't already taken over? Wow, for a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, Oh oh my my god! god. Oh Oh my my god! god! Tune in next time! Come on!